I'm Renee Ritchie and I'm a tech analyst. I'm Georgia Zhao, I'm a psychotherapist. And we are two very serious people. Very serious, it'll be a serious show. What is the show about? The show about what, Georgia? <laughs> Technology and psychology and how they intersect and affect our daily lives with companies such as... Apple and Facebook and Microsoft and Google and Amazon. No peeing in bottles while you're watching this show. Sorry, it's been that kind of Amazon week. Hashtag no pee bottles. I do not want to see a hashtag pee bottles. I do not want to see it. You are forbidden. Amazon, Amazon I PR. I'm after the comments where they're all filled with that. Amazon I promise I won't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you the entire no, no. time now. With like, Amazon PR is going to be so angry, Georgia. They're going to be so angry we'll at just us. lie about it. <clears throat> oh, just fine. lie about it. It's never, we never said this. No. If anyone, if we ever said that, no one would watch the show. No, that's true. We never did any of these things. No, of course not. Flashy thing. Right. And then we'll apologize to yes. just one person. So Bob. I have, I have post-COVID stress disorder, Georgia. Okay. Because there's Mark Gurman Sorry. of Mark Gurman fame, actual Bloomberg fame, right. put out a newsletter where he said Apple is preparing to announce a mixed reality, virtual reality headset in the next few months, and they would like to do an in-person event. And I just don't know if I'm ready for that. I'm sorry, I don't know how you went from the Amazon story, which we were totally covering, and then you switched the Amazon story right I didn't right think we were going to talk about the Amazon story. Are we? <laughs> but we were. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't think pee bottle was our thing. <laughs> In my head, I thought we were going to do the Apple VR, yeah. and then uh, we're not gonna the Google likes and dislikes on social. Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure. No, okay, let's, let's go straight to Apple. I'm sorry, Apple. Okay. <laughs> AR. Apple's definitely yeah. a hashtag no people. So, <laughs> um, it's, this is when we find out that like we suddenly like get, no one finds us anymore. We have no audience. Yeah. I mean, like, what are we gonna lose? It's just hi mom. Yeah, That's it. they don't watch. <laughs> Done with us after birth. Um, sorry, AR, Apple AR glasses. Yeah, but what it's mostly say? it's what mostly that the say? event is good. So we've already heard an announcement that there's going to be uh, a VidCon, which is one of the YouTube events in October, most likely in person in Anaheim. Vid Summit, probably in person in San Diego in September. There was another one, I, I forget, what, uh, I think Comic-Con is, is planning on going ahead. And we've seen even Barcelona's Mobile World Congress, which is much sooner, which is like May, they were gonna go ahead with it, but I think the company started pulling out. And the next few months is like what, that is uh, May, June, July, like, there's already WWDC. That was announced this week. That's June 7th. And you can keep laughing about T-Ball. I'm trying to concentrate. It's fine. I'm really trying to concentrate. I broke Georgia. I'm trying to follow. Like, be professional. It's totally fine. But it's just in my head now, and I can't stop it. I'm so sorry okay. to everyone that's listening. Is it perseverating? <laughs> perseverating people. Yes, hashtag. Hashtag perseverating pee bottles. You can send that one to Amazon PR, though, that one we're not claiming. No, no, so I have anxiety about, so I, it's hard to see them doing, would they do it at WWDC? But so far, like that's, they announced that as a virtual event. Are they really even going to have an event, is my well, thought. Well, it's a virtual event. They're going to have, uh, but would they do, would they announce the, the, the mixed reality headset or the virtual reality headset at WWDC, not in person? But I just don't think we're ready for in-person events yet. I think that it would be too soon. Yeah. Right? When like would the next this in person? When would this this in person event be held? Well, he said in the next few months, which again is like May, June, July. Oh right, that's what you were saying when I was yeah. trying to stay concentrated. Yes. You were focusing. <laughs> I was focusing. Laser focus right everywhere. 
Yeah, I think that it's still too soon. I think that it also sat, sends a really bad precedent. And if Apple, if they end up causing an outbreak, that's not any press that they would want to have. So. No, and I'm sure, well, I'm sure Apple, because they've, they've managed COVID well, like they've been shutting down, they've been doing all these things. And I'm sure they'd require like vaccination, proof of vaccination, they do all sorts of things. And, and, of, and of course, like a lot of people in the US are getting vaccinated now. We're not so lucky in Canada. No. They're targeting people over 60, I think, are vaccinated, are getting vaccinated now. But for the general population, we're looking at late June, early July at the earliest. So not anytime soon. Right. But it still feels like people want to have these because they miss having them, not because it's safe to have them. Yes. And I'm at the point where like I see an old TV rerun of people like being in a crowd together. And mm -hmm. I'm like, what are you doing? What were you doing? Yes, no, I see the the blood scene from Blade and I'm like, they're dancing. I used to be like, you know, this is like the coolest scene. And then like, they're all like, ah, now the you blood know about comes down. And I'm like, and you're like oh, no, no. Yeah. And before I was like, that is the coolest scene in any movie I've ever seen. You all have Lassa and Fassa. And now I'm like, yeah. oh no, is that blood tested? But even just like the, like, and some people like notoriously, you know, some, uh, what would I call them, more reckless disregard for human life influencers have had like mass gatherings where they've done like t-shirt shotguns and, and a bunch of nonsense. But I think, uh, I was reading a column where they said it's going to take us a while to get back, even when it's okay to have normal behavior, we're just not used to it anymore. We're not used to the contact. We're not used to going inside. But like, I think that it's all going to change. I think that there's going to be, um, because we've gone through this, and that affects the part of our brain yeah. that deals with fight or flight, our protection system. And so I think because of that, I'm going to feel completely different. Like I'm a very touchy-feely, huggy kind of person. And so I would go into work and I would hug everything. The plant got hugged. Like that was who maker. I am. Oh yeah, no, everything got hugged. And I, I used to go into a grocery store. This sounds horrible. I used to go into a grocery store and I would squeeze everything because I wanted to... Like, you, you know, person. I wanted, I was, I was that person. I never thought that here I am passing my disease to every single fruit and like, you know, touch Well, you were also building immunity. Like it's a two-way thing. If you're too antiseptic, well, then fair. Yes. I was building immunity, but I'm giving everyone else my immunity. I would never do. Now, I, if I touch, uh, whatever, a, a piece of makeup that I want to get, and then I decide not to take it, I feel bad. And I'm yeah, like, can you please sanitize that because I've touched it. Yeah. Even though like it, like contact tra transmission is very, very, very low. Very, very yeah. low, but I'm much more conscious of myself yes. and where my, you know, where Your I toxic have... toxic halo. Yes, yes. How, how that has affected everyone so the, else. The article I was reading, they said like, you might have to have your therapist with you on FaceTime when you go into a store for the, like when you start going back to stores normal, normally. You, I think that they said that probably tongue in cheek, but I don't believe that that actually is tongue in cheek. For for some people that I that I deal with, it's interesting because there's some people that that are are much more contamination. They have a contamination fear and a germophobia, and they're worried about that spreading. And so they already have that consciousness inside of them. I think that a lot more people are going to have that, and it's going to make opening up the world cause people anxiety because they might one person may be very open and comfortable and want to hug you, and then you end up with this horrible, I don't want you to hug me but I don't want to be rude, yes. and now I'm put into this horrible position. You're now Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. 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 And the whole, the whole neighborhood's gonna turn against right? you. Right, even the elbow or the, the fist bump, I'm yeah. like, no, don't, yes. don't touch me. Keep your germ-encrusted elbow away from me. Yes, I don't know where your elbow's been. Yeah, so like they were recommending, like, you know, go outside, take a short walk, 
you know, they take a longer walk, go to like a store that's not in a mall, you know, then go to a strip mall, then go to a full mall. And I, I think that now is too soon to start that off. I yeah. say like, wait till you're vaccinated and then then feel well, a little fully bit more vaccinated too. Like one of the things I took exception to was like these little graphics are popping up saying, you know, you can do X, Y, Z. And these are based on people being fully vaccinated, but the graphic doesn't really explain that. Right. So I think just everybody, like we, we, we had a statistic in Quebec, they said 1% of our youths, I don't know what that covers. I think it was people in high school or younger, 1% were following guidelines. Well, it's not an easy age to follow yeah. guidelines. They're not really the, at the age where, where rules are something to be followed. But make sure that you are safe. Yeah. Make sure that you are safe and then slowly work through back to the world if you are feeling anxiety about that. And try not to, to fall into pressure if someone else pressures you to do something that you don't feel well, comfortable, whatever that might be. Like if they had announced an Apple event that's in person, I'm going to want to go. And like right now I can't go because the border's still closed, not vaccinated. Um, but, you know, that's going to change. And whether that's in July or August, like if the September event is in person, I'm going to be hesitant to go because I've just, it's been a year and a half of no travel by then, but I'm still going to want to go because iPhone event. And, you know, we haven't done anything like yeah. that for so long. So I think that a lot of people were really excited to start living and doing things. Like I get into my car, I'm kind of excited. I'm like, oh my goodness, look at me. I'm out in the world. But you're an so extrovert. Excited. Like do both introverts and extroverts feel the same way about this? I think that a lot of introverts are really happy about the world. Kind of, they can do their own thing, but even introverts need a certain amount of personal attention to feel good also. And I think that Cut none cable. at all. That <laughs> streaming video, we're fine. Cut Netflix. None at all, none at all has, has, is too much. But yes, I'm, I'm relatively strong on the extroversion. You know, I'm like, do the party, let's see everyone, talk to everyone. Yeah, it's, it's, and, the, and the mixed reality thing or virtual reality is so interesting to me too because it sounds like Apple's making a really high-end device, like more high-end than your HTC Pro. Vive Pro that you already have, 8K per lens with eye tracking, maybe iris scanning for uh, biometrics, cameras on the outside so they can pass through, full motion tracking, fully autonomous, you wouldn't need to connect to a computer for it. Um, probably have something like the M1 or M2 chipset in it, so it'd be super powerful. But it would have like a lot of entertainment and gaming and educational content. But I haven't heard you complain that you're missing things from your Vive Pro. Um, I, I don't know. I would still be excited to try this out. I think that I would be interested in the AR capacity. Like I would love to be able to go into a room and I get all the dimensions of the, like if I wanted to redecorate and I could see what I put into what place and I could redecorate and see and then go to Ikea and order it because I've already seen it in the room with the dimensions and it's set up. So I think that for this, it wouldn't be for gaming because I don't believe Apple's Eh, not so great with gaming, um, casual gaming, great, but it probably wouldn't be Apple product. But I think that for the AR capacity, that could be absolutely amazing. And I think that that could be very helpful for people. I might get my minority report of being able to use my computer, walk around the room, but my computer is not a physical computer. Yeah. It is a AR computer. So at any time that I need it, I can be like scroll, swish, close, open, zoom, send, and then cook at the same time. That would be, on. yeah, that would be fascinating. But I'm not sure if it's going to be both AR, VR it's, in one. It's not, well, it's mixed reality, so it'll be kind of. But it, yeah. like, I, th I think okay. they're working on AR mostly for glasses, but those will be way more limited. But my only fear is that I like what you're, what you're talking about, but I don't think people would pay however many thousands of dollars this would be to be able to just look at their room with Ikea furniture. I think they're gonna have to nail entertainment and gaming hard to get people to pay that price tag. 
Well, that's the thing is that this is not going to be cheap. Yes, no. <laughs> it's not going to be cheap. Apple doesn't make affordable devices. And so then they're competing against a high end. Yeah. Um, HTC Vive kind of high end thing. Yeah. And then they're going for like cheaper devices. They're already out there. And so where does it fit in? Because it's not going to be hardcore gaming. Well, it kind of has to be though, doesn't it? Apple doesn't. But it's not going to, like, I don't think it's going to sell if they don't. But they don't. But they'd have to. Okay, well. Like, like, wouldn't they? Like, would be... you really buy it if you couldn't game? Like, if you couldn't game if well I couldn't on it? game at all, I would not buy it. No. But if, even if it's like a wishy-washy game thing, would you spend money on it? I wouldn't. Well, okay, we probably would because we would be reviewing it. No, no, but, but I mean, if like, I did the, not the do universal this eye. For, for that, I yeah. don't think so. Like, they're up against a set of competition and they're up against Steam. Yeah, well, Oculus on one hand uh, with the Oculus Store and uh, the Steam HD, Store. Is this yeah. the Steam Store on the Vive? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and there's already so many amazing games, right? If you look at Half-Life Alex, it is, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. And I don't know, I think it's so soon for Apple to get into the game and do this well. So and do both well. What... What do people sort of go through in their minds when they decide if a purchase is worth it? Like if, if they're just about buying it because it's a brand affinity thing, that's fine. But if someone is weighing what makes it worth it, is there sort of a, like, do they fill out little check boxes until there's enough that, that justify it? Or how does it work emotionally? Yeah, we do a cost, a cost analysis to where it is. So the, the costs versus the, the pros versus the cons inside of our brain goes through it. The interesting part and why a lot of commercials for things that don't make a difference, like uh, perfumes or other things where they can all be the same, they make it emotional content. Okay. Right? They try to make you, you know, the same thing with like the iPod. Like it's the feeling it's that Chris they try Helmsworth to give you. without a shirt walking through the beach with like the slow mo well, and the wind. No, you see, the beer commercials are not, not that. Not the beer, the, the Chris Helmsworth fragrance commercials. Right. The fragrance commercials are, are, are trying to sell that you okay. would be Chris Helmsworth. But yeah. like the beer commercials would be like they're selling that you would have a whole bunch of fun people and gorgeous women or men that are around you and. Um, you know, so they're selling an emotional content yeah. feeling, not really a device. But for this, people are buying gaming yeah. systems. They want to know what the specs are. They want to know what they're going to get through it. I don't think that Apple's going to sell it on the gaming area because even with um, that Apple, Apple Arcade, has, thank you. They just they even just increased Apple that Arcade, this week. Meh. Meh. They, they increased the it row. to um, old yeah. old games. I'm sorry. Classics. Classic games. I'm like, yay, I get to do Bejeweled. I've ha like, no, I'm sorry, I've played Cut the Rope. That was what, if 10 years ago? If only you'd gone ago? for Candy Crush, Apple. If only you'd gone for Candy Crush. I'm sure there'll be tons of Candy Crush things, <clears> but there's like, I've already, I've done, you can see the tips and tricks out there. I've done Candy <laughs> Crush, that's done. So I don't, I don't see people wanting to spend more money for old games. So can I argue with you though? Because I think that yeah. if this thing is like $2,000, $3,000, even if it's $1,000, $2,000, Education is a niche, and like Microsoft, for example, has been selling their HoloLens to enterprise, uh, and it's still a niche. Like it's not a commercially viable product. Entertainment is okay, but like we have Netflix and Disney Plus and TV Plus and all these services, and the ability to just watch it by yourself in your own little virtual world, I don't think is compelling enough to move units. I think the only thing that will is having a solid core of gaming and then adding the entertainment and education on top of it. I think it needs all three of those pillars, but I think gaming has to be the strongest. Well, I think I agree with you that I think that the reason that people buy virtual reality is almost primarily like completely because of gaming 
rarely do I hear people talk about it, and it, they're well, like using the ocean it adventure for... stuff is fun. Like you go down and you see the sharks. That's and stuff. still it's like all gaming, fun, but, but let's not... just say it. That is on yeah. the scheme of gaming. Yeah, it's not it interactive. Isn't... It's like an experience more than it isn't practicing how to be a heart surgeon, which would be really cool. But I'm it sure that's in the works. That. Heart, there, sim there are, heart surgeon there simulator. There are some, but usually you're, you're, it's not very realistic. To no, how to you're strapped to a table and the Texas Chainsaw dude is showing you. I've, I've done that one too. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that experiential things people don't pay for. Yeah. They would rather do the actual They're a experience. value add, not a core value. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with you on that, but I just don't see Apple making, you know, Call of Duty. I don't, I don't see that coming and Apple's going to find a way to be able to pry it out of, you know. That, well, especially so. because they still don't seem to get even things like game streaming. Like if they had if they had all the game streaming services and not forcing them to go through either a web browser, which would be terrible for this, or, you know, to to break apart their constituent games into separate silos for the App Store. But if they just said, wow, we understand that game streaming is absolutely as important right now as video streaming was when Netflix first started taking off, and you can get this and you can stream all the Xbox Game Pass games, all the Google RIP partially Stadia games, you know, all the Sony, all of that stuff. If it came with like all the streaming services, I think it'd be a much easier sell because they'd have a catalog of games. And they would be amazing games. Yeah. Yes. And then they would just have to make sure that, that you could play it. Yeah. I'm uh, sure they'll have catalogs of, of VR games, but they're not but differentiated. The only thing but... is that, yeah, they, they, you really have, so Skyrim is an amazing, amazing game, but playing it in VR is, I find, a horrible experience yeah. because they just they didn't figure out how they didn't really spend the time to be able to deal with the user interface of you know if you're you know picking a lock of a key you don't want to have to use a controller you want to be able yeah. to just like you know use your hands and pick the lock of the key but you still end up having to you know it's, yeah, it doesn't fair. work so that would be the other piece and I don't think like Apple has the money to be able to do this and do it right I don't think that they really get um how Apple is lacking on the gaming, like they must get it, but they don't no, seem think, to care enough to change that. I think it was just, I think it was subtler than that. I think because there are hardcore gamers at the very top levels of Apple, like they play all the games that we play, but they saw the easy money, like the, the yeah. huge amount of easy money was in casual gaming. It was in those in-app purchases in, can well not Candy Crush, I don't know if that is in-app purchases. I don't recall. You you can, but like speed it Pokemon up, but Go and yeah. like you know, all those games, all the games that are free to uh, uh, freemium, you know, yeah. like uh, free to play gaming. It's just so much money for so little effort that they focused on that. Yeah. Um, and I to and it just it wasn't it didn't make enough money to justify the extra effort of becoming tops at hardcore gaming. But if they're doing this product, I think they like. I don't want to say it'd be easy for them. It'll take a ton of money, and they'd have to hire the right people. You know, sort of like what they're doing with Apple. With TV Plus, like they hired a bunch, they hired a couple of Sony. I think there were Sony executives, um, people from different mainstream networks, not mainstream, but, but like the, the, the streaming networks, and they're buying a ton of programming. They'd have to get a few really good game publishing executives, buy a bunch of really good game IPs, and have all that optimized for this headset. Which they could do, but they would have to be doing it now. Yes. And, and we have not heard any rumors. A couple. Like going back last year, there was there were some rumors that Apple was either going to buy or partner with some big game studios for the Apple TV. But I think this is just, I think the the VR headset is the upsell on the Apple TV. Like the Apple TV is like the staging ground for the VR headset. And you'll take the entertainment, like Fitness Plus for Apple VR would be great. It would be amazing. Yeah. 
That would be well. Dance, dance, I, dance. The only dance, the only piece dance. to it is that you'd probably fling off your your headset at some point. But I'll be honest, like rarely have I done that when I'm playing VR. Like and I'm fighting and we're like you're well, you're Beat exhausted Saber, by the Beat end. Beat Saber stays on. And I've done some of the fitness stuff on the yes. Oculus Quest. And yes, fine. and it can it can stay on. And this is supposed to be, be ultra light. Like Apple's supposed to be making an ultra ultra light for the power headset. Hmm. Interesting. It. Uh, I can help. I mean, it's no hashtag pee bottle, but it's getting us there. You'd forgotten, hadn't you? I had forgotten. <laughs> All right, so we have a new nightmare, Georgia. Maybe, I'm not Maybe. sure. So YouTube announced that they are testing removing the counter from the dislike button. Not the like button, but the dislike button. And this has proven to be hugely, hugely controversial. So, and this would, like you would be able to see it. If you yes. created content, you could still see how many people hated on your, on your video, yeah. but no one else could see what was hated, yes. the people, the amount of people that have hated on it. Yes. What, what would be the purpose? So from YouTube's perspective, at least based on what they've said, is that they're trying to do this for creator mental health, uh, especially for more marginalized creators or creators, uh, you know, black creators, female, uh, LG, LG BTQ uh, plus creators. Um, some I don't know that I don't know what I know it sometimes or, or quite often or continuously. Uh, you know I'm very privileged where I sit on YouTube that you know I don't have to deal with the things that some creators do just because of an accident of birth uh, or happenstance of birth. But they often get brigaded. Like there are organized hate campaigns uh, targeting those creators, and it's been very damaging on their mental health. And sometimes YouTube right. has made it worse by promoting their videos, and then it's not their core audience, but it's a more general audience, and the terrible audience sort sort, sort of engages. Right. So they think it'd be better for mental health if they didn't show that, because then the type of people who engage in negative, like basically negative attack strategies, wouldn't see wouldn't wouldn't see the needle moving for them. So they'd maybe. So they'd maybe be less interested in doing it, although there's also an argument to be made that they would just go to higher levels of negative engagement. Right. Um, so I'll give my opinion on okay. it, is that I, I do find, like I'm almost all my videos are primarily like vastly liked, like with very few dislikes, except for one. Yes. No, it's not the Snyder Cut. No? No, it's not the Snyder Cut. I thought cut. for sure it was the angry Batman fans. The angry no, Batman no, fans. No, not real Batman fans, because real Batman fans are on your side, but the angry Snyder Batman fans. Yeah, and the you know, they were really pretty. The Batfleckers. <laughs> ben Affleck, Batman. Batfleck, isn't that what they called him? Is that what you said before? Yeah. Batfleckers. I'm sure there's a better name for it. Is this worse than hashtag P-Bottle? <laughs> no, I don't know. That was really funny, though. Okay. Um, no, I did one that was on uh, Megan and Harry and, oh. and why they left. And... I, I thought that, that it was Batman. No, royal haters are a thing. Oh, really? They're a thing. There's a brigade and they oh, wow. like came on this video, which got tons of views, which, so I'm like, oh, I was very perplexed. Hate them, um, want their views. Hate but, them, want their views. But angry, angry, angry people because I was going through with, you know, the, anyways, You were really empathetic angry. towards and Megan. Yeah, no, they did not like that. No. They did not like me being empathetic. No, you were supposed to show that she was just some sort of villain. Horrible, horrible person. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and personal attacks and vitriol and the amount of, like, this is the one video that, like, it's, like, almost 50% hate, 50% like. And I'm like, what? 
I'm like, there was no way I thought it was going to be this controversial. Anyways, I ended up finding out there's just hate brigades it's and they come out there. Because... And it felt, it affected me though. Like, I can't say, I'm like, would I do another video on the royal? Someone's else like, they're all like, do this video on Princess Diamond. And I'm like, hell no. <laughs> no, you can't no. let them win. Hell no. I am not, that was unpleasant. So it did. It's going to change what I produce. If I had not seen that, I'd still get the comments and I still probably would not um, make another video that's about it. I might, but you know, let's just be honest. I'm not even, I won't, I'm not going to do it. I don't see anything. It's weird make for me because it's unpleasant. Like on this, uh, in the comments of this show, we'll often see someone say like, why are you interrupting Georgia? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's weird to me. Why because do you interrupt me? I'm just joking. I'm I just Like I just did just the joking. grouper as a talk show again. Yeah. I interrupt him constantly on the talk show. Right. Never gotten a single comment about it. I've interrupted Marquez. I've interrupted like, all the I, I think that, that people don't know. We're very close, too. Like, right? We've been so friends, we've been for friends for years. For, yeah. forever. So we do this all the time to each other. But I think that, that part of it is that they might be interested in what I was about to say. No, it and was. That... No, I'm just kidding. I'm very interested. <laughs> and then it got stopped in between it. But that does bother you because you're, you're like, we're so close. No, so I also like, worry that it, infant it infantilizes you. Like, they figure, oh, Gruber can take it. But for some reason, they've got to, like... Don't, I don't that's it. I don't think like, Georgia is more than capable so. of destroying me at a moment's notice. I don't, I don't think <laughs> it's, it's that. I think that just people, people, you know, they they just go. You through choose it. to believe that they're interested in what you have to say, yeah, yeah, rather than I being hyper protective. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. They like they like what I have to. I'm going to say something brilliant. Okay. <laughs> that's my. Not that's now, my, but maybe not now. Maybe not this show, but maybe on other shows. No, we have a deal not to be brilliant on the show. Right. Yeah. Right. But neither right. of us. Neither of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what about for you, Renee? Does does seeing the amount of likes and dislikes, does it change what content you are going to make? So um, let me sidestep that just neatly for a second to give the opposing view because I don't hold the opposing view, but I want to make sure it's represented just so that you know people don't what say... What is we, the opposing view? The opposing view is that there's a large group of people, and I will say they are predominantly white males, um, just for demographic purposes, who use the dislike ratio as a way of determining the quality of the video. So, among other things, like some people will look at the amount of subscribers a channel has to say, oh, the, the more subscribed channel must be the better video, even though that's not always the case. That's and true. some people will just look at it and say, oh, I found all these how-to videos. This one has a lot of dislikes. It's obviously a bad video. Or they say, like, it must mean it's clickbait. The issue I have with that is, um, and I'll quote Dave Whiskus here because he said it really well, is that it's such a non-nuanced, um, like it doesn't tell you anything. Like the dislike doesn't tell you they dislike the content, the host, they disliked one Audio thing being problems. said, everything being yeah. said. If they dislike, if the video was clickbait, if it was just a topic they didn't like, it is so, and we've seen studies previously that said that like when there are happy reactions, people don't need a lot of context because they made, the video made them happy. But with disliking, people want to know more about it. Hmm. So... I fall somewhere in between. What I've been advocating for is to be a little bit more nuanced. So, for example, when you hit that dislike button, I'd love to see a drop down that said, like, disliked host, inaccurate information, clickbait, um, poor production quality. And I think that would, having two steps would make it harder for people to game it, like just to bot network it. But it would also force people to really think it through. Right. But they had to put a reason for why it's there. Because if it's just bad audio, but you don't care about bad audio... Yeah. then that might change the way that you're dealing with it and why. It's like when I, um, I'm i buying a product on Amazon. Um, <laughs> um, Hashtag. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> take a look at 
what was the reason for it and does it matter to me? Yeah. And then that will then discern if it's that it's uncomfortable to wear or it's bad material it might be completely different than, you know, I chose the wrong size, it was different, so I'll just make sure that I choose the right size because the quality is really good and it was very soft and that's what I care about. And so I think that that's a great thing. Do you think that they should then, should it be removed? Well, and uh, one suggestion Dave made that I thought was also interesting is that you should be able to hit the like and dislike button more than once and then it should, see an overlay on the video of where people hit those buttons. So you can see the parts of the video, like it would be more contextualized to the location in the video. So uh, the only thing is that then someone could like hit, a, like they could Spam super it. hate yeah. a video, which would, I think, be very devastating But you could probably creators. filter that out. Like you could probably filter out the extremes on both ends. Like this, like I think that pattern. that would be something that should be probably hidden. It's still one like yeah. dislike, but it's like you could see where, how many times they disliked it in which areas to that, which for content creators, I think that would be really great. If, um, you know, it was my laugh was too loud and everyone, which totally you could happen. The cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was jogging and then I jumped because you screamed. I missed the pee bottle. That would be important information so that then <laughs> the Amazon creator, creator would know not to do that. Or if they wanted to do that, they could do that more often and that would be important. So that might be useful information. Now, Instagram was interesting too because a, a lot of other social networks either never had a dislike button, like Twitter has never had. They, they've changed between, I think, a thumbs up and a star, but they've never had, they've only ever had positive feedback, never negative feedback on a tweet. And some people say that's good. Other people say it's just promoted you know, like quote, like nasty quote tweeting because nasty people will always find a way. Instagram removed- more work, right? There's a bigger barrier to entry instead of just hitting a button, which is very, very easy yeah, it's... versus having to copy, paste, send it out and put my name to it. Well, it's right? just a button too, it's quote tweeted. Anonymous, then... anonymous is a, a like button versus yes. me angry it's a hate tweeting, interaction. retweeting is I yeah. have to put my name to it, which again, is but it less gives you anonymity. Clout. It gives you, like but you get to less, ratio, you get to ratio it, Georgia. But it's less <coughs> anonymity, so at least you yeah. have to own it, versus it's pretty anonymous. I don't know who disliked, no, because of the angry, hateful comments. I've read that. I get instant dislikes. It makes me under, like, make that, the only way to get instant that is if people dislikes. subscribe with bell notifications only so that they can dislike <laughs> it immediately. And thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's worth it. Happy though. birthday. I, that's worth it. I wonder how many of the people from that There's, hated on the, the Megan video actually subscribed. But I so, should uh, take a look. What I was going to say is that Instagram removed the like counts because Instagram realized that they need tons of content to survive. Right. Um, because like everyone, when someone opens Instagram, they want to see new stuff all the time. Right. And they thought that showing public like buttons discouraged people from posting because they were worried their posts wouldn't get a lot of likes. So now that it's hidden, people will post lower quality content because they don't have to worry about it being publicly judged. And so that greatly increased the amount of content going into Instagram. And that makes me feel like it's manipulable, not just for our own good, but for the, the goals of the platform. Which is more content. Yes, for them it was more content. Yep, that could that could be. So let us know, what are your thoughts? Well, I have a third option like, for you. Oh, do you have, yes. oh, sorry, let me take that back. Yeah, we're not quite yet. So <laughs> Facebook famously yet. shifted to emoji reactions and they keep, I think they've been slowly changing over time, but you could give like a sad, re because they felt like just like, um, what happens on Twitter is someone says like, my dog died and people like the tweet. Yeah. And they like it to give sympathy, but also like it's awkward, socially awkward. 
parasocially awkward to like someone's dog dying. Yes. So what Facebook did is there is like a thumbs up, there's a sad face, I think there's an angry face. I think they have, I haven't used Facebook in a while, so it might have changed over time. But there's like a range of emotions that right. you can give to right. a particular piece but of content. But they're not, they're not doing that to make it more accurate. They're doing that because they want to find out what a, how, they're, they're dealing with social engineering and yes. trying to see how they can manipulate people's emotions through what you read and see and see which ones are most strongly reacted to. Yeah. Happy, sad, angry, anxious. And so they get all of this data. It's, yeah. it's Machiavellian, it's right? <laughs> yes. So um, ugh, that's the only word for that. Gross. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's um, like, again, psychologically, it's fascinating because it's true. What, what you consume does change your mm -hmm. effect and your emotions. And for a while after you've seen it, because you've released all of those neurotransmitters that are emotion and then they float around for a while, you are still firing even after you stop. You watch a sad movie, you watch a sad or angry tweet. You're angry after even after that. So you've actually caused a trickle effect. But what Facebook wants to know is then, does that make you tweet more or, sorry, go back to Facebook, make more, Facebook more and spend more time there so that they can then socially manipulate yeah. you to stay on Facebook and then sell that data. Yeah. So there's a lot to parse here, but I, yeah, you were going to ask our wonderful audience what they think. Yeah. Let me know. Would you rather not have the like button? Do you find that that's empowering that you get to hate on? So and I've, I don't think I've ever disliked someone's video. I don't think I've ever either. Ever. Like, I have asked I YouTube have to stop showing me videos from some channels. Oh, I've never even done that. No, there was a wave. Uh, I'm not usually even logged in though, so. Yeah, no, there was a wave recently where, it's like one of the things I do is when I when a video comes up, I look at it and then I go and search Google News to see if it's actually based on real information. Okay. And there's like been like a ton of, um, there was a, a bunch of videos about the Mandalorian and how Disney was going to fire Kathleen Kennedy or they were going to fire Jon Favreau. And I went and looked and none of that was based on real information. They were just constantly Star Wars clickbait videos that were, be because I like Star Wars and I watched a lot of the the ILM videos, it would start serving me what I think are like really low value Star Trek videos, Star right. Wars videos. And so I was like, please don't ever show me this channel again. And that's one of the things I dislike most about YouTube. It's like when a new trailer comes out, like the new trailer for Black Widow just came out, my recommended will have all these re-uploaded versions, like the version IGN re-uploaded or something. And I want the original one, like always show me the authentic one, but also, they keep recommending trailers that I know don't exist, like the Doctor Strange trailer too. Uh, that does not exist, but there's so many videos that are like fake Doctor Strange trailers. And so I go through and I just say, please don't ever show me this channel again. Hmm. Because I feel like, you know, that's, that, that's like, that is like literally fake news and I don't need that. No, I no. can understand that. Yeah. All right, so make sure you like this video and then tell us whether you should be allowed to, no, whether you should be counted if you dislike it or not. Right, don't yes. dislike this video. No, like <laughs> this video. Like this video and subscribe. Yes, like and subscribe. that's actually what matters. All right, so Georgia, before we switch to the Nebula bonus section, can you tell people where to find you? You can find me on uh, YouTube slash Georgia Dow. You can find me on Twitter. It's Georgia underscore Dow. And you can always just check out email. It's uh, Georgia at westmounttherapy.com or westmounttherapy.com. There is one. <laughs> there is one. There is for one. For sure. And you just hit 4,000 subscribers. I know. It's amazing. Aww. That's amazing. <laughs>
Yeah. So many angry Batman and and uh, Megan Markle Megan, fans. Megan, yeah. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. You can find me at youtube.com slash Renee Ritchie, twitter.com slash Renee Ritchie, tiktok.com slash Renee Ritchie was taken, all those places. Because Renee Ritchie was taken. It was taken. It was literally taken from my cold dead hands, although I was still alive and they were kind of Canadian warm. Maybe. Um, And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please go leave a review, leave a rating. Uh, And if you're not watching us on Nebula yet, you can just go to curiositystream.com slash Apple Talk. Sign up. You get both Curiosity Stream's fabulous documentaries and series and all of the Nebula content from all the amazing educational creators on Nebula. Ad-free, sponsor-free, often with bonus content like we're going to go to right now. That we will. 